I like to say hello and welcome you. Good day, that is my name. Come here and sit down. I'm so glad you even really truly came. We can even go and take a walk. Shibby shop. Shibby shop. All right. Okay. You ready? Are we ready? I think. Are so. you ready? Yes. Are you ready? I am. I think so. <laughs> okay. I'm doubting I'm myself now. Okay. Yeah, do you need, I don't know. I don't know. Do you need a moment to collect yourself? Who knows? I okay. need a moment to figure out where I am. All right. I'm good. Hello, and welcome back to the Cast Party Podcast. Woo! I'm Brennan the Wolf Dog Klein. <laughs> and I'm Dave the Cheap Dog Bloom. I don't know what that means. What's a sheep dog? I thought you said cheap dog. Oh. Like a puppy you find on the side of the I know road what a in a sheep box. Dog is. Wait, what's a wolf? Did you say the wolf dog? Maybe. What's a wolf dog? It's is like it a ha- wolf? That's a dog? No, it's just a wolf because <laughs> wolves are dogs. Okay. Um, this is our segment where we question everything that ever happened. <laughs> um, this is the nickname part of the show. <laughs> yes. Um, I'm really disappointed in my spontaneous nickname because it was just a your nickname with a different <laughs> word. And mine wasn't great to begin with, <laughs> yeah. so it's not really the 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 shoulders of the giants that you needed to achieve your yeah. true heights. Take two. All right. So, what are we, Brennan? Uh, we're a freewheeling pop culture podcast. Woo! Or myself, a multimedia mogul, mm-hmm. entertainment strategies. Oh, I, I like that. That was a good one. The Wolf Dog. <laughs> the Wolf Dog Entertainment <laughs> Strategies. Um, and Dave, who are you? I'm a dude... Yeah, and you're my former drama teacher. Former you're drama still a drama teacher, teacher but I just am. not my drama teacher. No. My current drama teacher is life. Wow. Am I right? <laughs> Mind blown. <laughs> anyway, um, this episode's already a little more freewheeling than normal, but oh, it's yeah. going to be because we don't have like one major topic to land mm-hmm. on. We're just going to go and see what happens. Yeah. Unlike normally where we talk about the same thing continuously for a whole hour yeah we we craft a thesis yeah we just um, have a, th- a through line three paragraphs yeah uh oh, and geez. we back it up Talking with evidence reminding me of work i'm so sorry i'm sure there's essays i need to grade somewhere well we could, we should grade them on the air oh my god that'd be so great <laughs> i should bring in some samples of my student work i think that's probably illegal in some way uh, i wouldn't say any names okay perfect <laughs> Um, we'll just pretend it was all my terrible student work from mm-hmm. high school. No, no. Yours okay. was good. Oh, thank you. Anyway. Okay. Um, you know what I want to talk about first? I do. I <laughs> <laughs> to have and to hold. Yes. How you have to go to the bathroom. What? what? No, that's not what you have to go. Oh, oh, no, 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 no. Okay. Um, look, I know. You're hungry. I know how to go to the bathroom, babe. <laughs> I'm a professional. <laughs> yeah. Um, I want to talk about Black Panther. Oh, cool. Because... It was Jack's birthday, mm-hmm. so you guys want to see it. Yeah, we sure did. Um, and I also wanted to see it, but not for Jack's birthday, just, oh. for, just for me. You should have gone to for Jack's birthday. Well, in honor of Jack's birthday, you saw Black Panther. Yeah. It was so busy. Mm. Like, Black Panther, I mean, it's doing mm-hmm. amazingly. Yeah. But we went on a Sunday night, like, at 9, and it was a full theater. Yeah. We went at, like, so Jack, I didn't have school on Friday, and I picked him up at school, and I was like what do you want to do? And he's like, I don't know. And I was like, you want to see Black Panther? And there was a 4.30 showing and we got there like with plenty of time. It was awesome. Great. Plenty of seats. Jack chose um, poorly. Far right. Oh, okay. That's actually where we sat too. Yeah. Right against the wall. That's exactly where I sat. I was really distracted the whole movie by all the lights running up the aisle. I was like, why are they so bright? What what brand theater did you go to? Um, Cinemark. 
Oh, okay, never mind. I have is no opinions the about the their lighting. The stadium one, in like the Stadium XD yeah, yeah, situation, yeah. where okay. it has like nineteen names, and you're like, what? What am I at? Uh huh. Century Stadium XD yeah. Cinemark. Yeah. Extravaganza. Know, yeah. Um, but no, uh, I have no mm-hmm. formed opinions about that. But okay. like, as a photosensitive person, I have to Ooh. sit in a very specific places in the theaters oh, now because yeah. everything's so bright and shiny. Yeah. And actually sitting on the far right actually usually helps for me mm. because I can oh. use the seats to block part of it and I can use Sergio to block the other part of it. I see. Yeah. I didn't have that. I was right yeah, on the aisle. You had a small child and you're on the aisle. Yeah. And I just had like all this extra light pouring in. Yeah. Like, it's the worst. Yeah. They got to tone that down. Yeah. It's so bright. Anyway. And that's our review of Black Panther. Yeah, the lights were too bright in Black <laughs> Panther. That's my review. <laughs> Is there other stuff that we should be talking about? I don't think so. I don't. (laughs) Okay, let's talk about Citizen Kane. How was the lighting when you watched it? I thought. (laughs) (laughs) Let's talk about every movie in history. The lighting was bad. (laughs) This is our podcast parody. (laughs) It's like I saw it in an outdoor screening. Yeah. And lighting was off. The helicopter flew by. (laughs) It was awful. I hated the movie. (laughs) It was so cold. Yeah. Ugh. Anyway. Uh, Yeah, Brennan, what did you think of the movie? I really, really liked it. Me too. Good. But I will say, mm-hmm. it is like as much as I kind of maybe even loved it, I probably will never see it again. Uh, that is exactly my review. Okay. In fact, Jack and I did a little, and we can even tag it on to the end, that we did a little thing in the car. Oh, yeah? Like we did for Thor Ragnarok. Thor uh-huh. Ragnarok, we talked for like 20 minutes. This we talked for like five, and a lot of it is us just being like, so yeah, because it's so good, but there's like, it's just great. It's just great all the way around, yeah. but you're not like, oh, that one part. It's just like, it's really good. It's really enjoyable, and I don't need to see it again. It's kind of, it's a little heavier. Yeah, I'd be curious to hear what Jack had to say, because it didn't feel like a movie for kids in any way. It, yeah. was, it was very talky. Mm-hmm. It was very political. A lot of people staring each other down. Yeah, very beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but those are all things that I don't think would appeal to an eight-year-old. Mm-hmm. But he liked it? Yeah, he loved okay. it. Okay, great. Yeah. He uh, over the weekend, we went and bought him a Black Panther mask that lights Great. up and has little eye things that come down. Um, and he was calling himself Jack Panther, <laughs> which I thought was amazing that he came up by with by himself. He should submit a spec to Weird Al, right? <laughs> I don't know if you can make a is that how the song <laughs> Anyway, uh, yeah. But we, I mean, we really liked it, and that's that's kind of how I feel. Everybody is. It's like, wow, that was really great. And that's it. Like, it was really great. And mm-hmm. it was really cool. And I was talking to somebody today, actually, just a little while ago, about, like, you know, some people are saying, like, oh, my God, I was so moved to see all these great black actors and, like, all these artists. And it was so cool. And I was like, like, yeah, it was cool. But also, no, duh, it was going to be great. Like, I don't know. I don't. Well, I it, wasn't, like, shocked or amazed that, like, all these black actors got together all this you know it was kind of like well this just proves that it should have been happening earlier that's my thought yeah and that's the thing like you're you're in your head living in a world that's much further progressed and you're like yeah, yeah everyone's great <laughs> yeah and can do things good yeah but a lot of people like aren't there yet exactly um and so this is like a so important step yes. towards that and mm-hmm. like look th- this is like a I don't know if this number, this was over a hundred million dollar movie Yeah, with like black people up and down the line yeah, in front of it and behind the camera. Yeah. And that's pretty unprecedented. Mm-hmm. And 
it worked out so well yeah, for everyone. Yeah, so good. It's so um, good. So that's great, and that's important, mm-hmm. but also... It's just a good movie. Yeah, it's just a good movie. And it's just really good. And everybody enjoys it. I I think people that come late to the party are going to have that, like we've talked about, like it, it may not be able to support the hype uh-huh. because it is just, it's just a really good movie and people are going to be like, I thought it was going to be like the world's, everybody's seeing it. So bleh. you're going to have that yeah. expectation thing. It was like, it's going to blow my mind. Yeah. And it's like, no, it just, it's, it is what it is. And it's, and it's very a, good at it. It's a superhero movie and it's cool because it's a black superhero and like that's new. And there's a lot of cool things about it. We've been talking about like the things that make it cooler outside the movie, not within it, you know, like, uh huh, like the fact uh, that it is an all black cast and all that, like it's, yes, that's, but it's like who made it and why it was made and what uh-huh. the message is and things like that rather than just like. Oh, it's a really yeah, well, interesting story or whatever. Like, I don't know. I don't want to get too swept up in that exterior yeah, stuff, exactly. which I do think is so important and so relevant and so awesome. Yes. But I do think there are like genuine merits to the film like mm-hmm. on all levels. It's yeah. just a really solidly constructed yeah. work of design, I think, first oh and foremost. God, yeah. Oh, the art, the artistry of it all is like the costumes, the sets, mm-hmm. the every. Everywhere you turn. And we were having some interesting discussions, just like my one thing, which was like, I knew it was nitpicky. And I'm like, you know what? I'm sure there was a meeting about this and they made a decision on it. But I was like, the whole thing is Wakanda is like this advanced technological place, but Uh they still have dirt roads. (laughs) Well, (laughs) I was like, like, okay. But also I, I, what I realized is like, if they had just made it look like any city, it would have lost the authenticity of it being said in Africa. Yeah. So it maintained the African vibe and they had the like open air market type thing happening, but there was all that cool technology. But I was like, it was like one of those, I thought it was kind of a funny thing. I don't, it's not like it took me out of the movie. Or, yeah. You, you know, know, like, like oh, this movie is the, one the lights star. were too bright and the roads were dirt. <laughs> yeah. Zero. <once. laughs> I would give this zero if I could. Yeah. This is the worst. That's no. my favorite thing on Yelp reviews. Yeah. Would give zero if I could. Yeah. You could just not review it. But yeah, right. whatever. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I will, in defense of that, mm-hmm. um, this this movie was actually made in a very longstanding tradition of art called Afrofuturism. Oh, cool. Which is basically a subsection of science fiction that is like, what if all of this ultra cool future technology took place in an African milieu? Oh, cool. Um, so it was paying homage to a lot mm-hmm. of older works that white people don't talk about. Yeah. Um, or haven't experienced. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, and I, and there was part of it where I was like, I bet there's so many more layers to this than what I'm experiencing. Um, and for a lot of people, even some black people, there's probably stuff there that they're not even totally aware of. Yeah. I mean, especially like the African American culture has mm-hmm. been separated from Africa and mm-hmm. the roots for yeah. reasons that should be obvious and are very bad. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, like it, it's definitely, it definitely exposes a lot of different people mm-hmm. to a culture that's not mainstream mm-hmm. at all in Hollywood filmmaking. Yeah. It's like aesthetics that aren't from the Western mm-hmm. like aesthetic sphere. Yeah. There's, it's so good. It's so valuable and it's beautiful mm-hmm. and it's something you don't get to see a lot and that's what we need in marvel movies because they're yeah. th- otherwise they're just gonna all be the same too yeah i mean 
Yeah, I, I think they do well enough of differentiating yeah. their movies. I mean, they're they're all every movie has a very different style, which I think is cool, and they use different directors all the time, and that's cool. I mean, we are like inundated with superhero movies, but I feel like the we Marvel, are. the Marvel movies, they're like doing such cool things in a lot of ways. Like they've created a lot of really, and they're like, I don't know the way they go from one thing to another. Like think of Thor Ragnarok and then Black Panther. Yeah, those are so different and so cool and there's so many you know that you've got the kind of new zealand australian influence of thor ragnarok like that was pretty strong in there it's a lot of their humor and just stylistically there's a lot of cool stuff Mm -hmm. that i felt was pretty influenced by them but like i don't know there's it's cool that like all these different people are getting to make these big but and that's been the thing taking people that hadn't made a big budget movie and giving them the budget to do it. And yeah, that that is something I really do respect Marvel for that they mm-hmm. have been doing. Like Taika Waititi mm-hmm. and uh, Ryan Coogler, who directed Black Panther. Yeah. He did previously do Creed, which mm-hmm. was a pretty big franchise yeah. movie. But before that, it was just Fruitvale Station, which mm-hmm. was like a super indie, mm-hmm. like on the ground. Also, I mean, three for three with Michael B. Jordan. Good Lord. Um, Michael B. Jordan? Yeah, that's what, that is what I call him. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've been calling him that since. It's too fun to say. Michael B. Jordan. Michael B. Jordan. But honestly, I think without question, he Michael B. Jordan is the best Marvel villain oh, that there man. has been. He was so good. He was so good. And what's like, funny is my students, and I, I'm not the person to judge because I, I haven't seen Creed and I've watched parts of Fruitvale Station, uh-huh. but it's so heavy that I'm like, I can't deal with this. I don't want to see that part. Um, the kids were like, he's so good in the movie and it's totally not his best work. And I was like, I'm glad that that's what you're saying. Like, if you say so. Yeah. I, I've i seen him in That Awkward Moment uh-huh. and Fantastic Four. Yeah. So to me, yes, his best work. <laughs> yes. But if you haven't seen those two other um, Ryan Coogler movies, I have a feeling. I think he's much. he's probably much better in those. I don't even know about that because he, I mean, he, he was, was great. Really if he's better in those, more power to him yeah. because he was incredible in Black Panther. Mm-hmm. And also, he was very hot in Black Panther. Like, he's a very attractive he was. man. His hair. His hair is so good. His hair should have its own movie. It really it's should. It's so good in that movie. It's so cool. It's so ridiculous, and he makes it look so cool. He so does. If you saw a guy on the street with that hair, you might be like, mm, you're trying too hard, bro. And then he pulls it off. God. Yeah, no, his style in that movie is really cool. Everything, stylistically, that movie is so cool. The soundtrack is so good, everything. And everyone in that movie is a movie star, Mm -hmm. whether or not they have been before. Right. Like, um, the girl playing his younger sister, who's basically like the James Bond Q for him. Yeah, she steals the movie. Yeah, she's so good. That's Mm -hmm. a star-turned performance. Mm Mm-hmm. I am aware of, she's a British actress. Her name is Letitia Wright. Okay. Um, And she was in this... I don't want to say bad, but a show I kind of hated oh. on the BBC called Cucumber slash Banana. Hmm. Um, it was a show from Russell T. Davies, who was the showrunner of the uh, Doctor Who reboot. Okay. Um, he was also the showrunner for Queer as Folk, so he's done a lot of British gay mm-hmm. television. But I did, sorry, this is a tangent, but, you know, what? get used to it. <laughs> um, Not on this show. I know. Can we How'd... get back on subject, please? <laughs> What's our I topic? I don't know. Freewheeling. Um, Let's get back to yeah, the freewheeling. Yeah. So I did recaps for, I used to write for a, a gay entertainment website called The Backlot. Okay. Um, I did recaps of Why? Cucumber Banana. Why did you write for a gay entertainment 
That's a good question. Okay. It's because, honestly, I don't know. <laughs> because Oops. when after I, I, I was like, I can do this. I'm a gay writer, and then I was like, I don't think I'm this kind of gay writer. <laughs> You're a what writer? I'm gay. Oh god. I'm really enjoying the bit where you keep coming out to me and I keep being shocked by it. <laughs> it's it's really great for me too, Dave. Um, Wait, what? <laughs> um, but yeah, so no, I don't I don't mean to disparage the backlog because it was a very valuable writing place. Mm-hmm. But I was like, ooh, being gay doesn't make me part of mm. anything, mm-hmm. you know? Because mm-hmm. I was like. At first, I was trying too hard to mm. write in a gay way, and I was like, "There's no way to do that. Mm-hmm. That's not a thing. Like, you're just a person." Yeah. And then I was like, "I'm gonna write about horror movies now." <laughs> Good. And that's that's kind of where I went. Yeah, that's your that's your voice. Yeah, and also, I did the recaps for the season two of Looking. Okay. Um, which I really like Looking, mm-hmm. but season two was very on and off. Mm. Um, and it, it turns out people weren't they were not asking for my genuine opinion no, in my recap. They just wanted you to tell them how great it was. Yeah. So the comments were like, oh, you got to like this show more. And I'm like, what if the show was better? I would like it more. Yeah. <laughs> um, hey, uh, so what were you talking about anyway? Why anyway, did we get back onto this? I was talking about Letitia Wright. There we go. Who's in a show called Cucumber slash Banana. Back on the beam. Here we which go. I recapped for the back lot. Got it. And and you hated it. I kind of did. Okay. There were There was one episode that did end up in my top 10 episodes of the year. Mm. Like it was just so uneven. Mm. I was like, I want to fix you because mm-hmm. the concept was great. Mm-hmm. It's, it was basically about this gay man who splits up with his, uh, long-term boyfriend. And he's like in his fifties and it's about mm-hmm. him, like trying to navigate this weird crush he has on a very young man and trying to like come to terms with that. He has aged since he was in the dating scene. Oh, and it's a whole thing. But then there's also a bunch of side characters and so Cucumber, I think, was an hour-long show. Mm-hmm. And then Banana was a half-hour show that um, aired immediately after it. And Banana was about the story of one of those side characters in oh, his life. Cool. So it would like just go. It would be just a story about them, and it was a different person every week. Oh, that's really inventive. I like that. Yeah, it was really inventive, and yeah. it was great. And Letitia Wright has an awesome solo episode mm-hmm. in Banana. Um but don't watch the whole show. Okay. <laughs> it's not very good. Anyway, I but that, that's that's the last thing I knew of her, and that's not a thing that like most people knew or talked about. Mm-hmm. And now she's here, and she's like, "Look at me, I'm a mother yeah. effing movie star." Yeah. What are those? I know. And then also Angela Bassett's here, and is like, "Hey, I'm here to remind you yeah. that I'm a mother effing movie star." Yeah. And just everyone in this movie. And also, I look exactly the same as I did in the mid '90s when I was in the Tina Turner movie. Yeah. And uh, you mean Vampire in Brooklyn? <laughs> oh, that too. She wasn't that. She played a cop. Okay, yeah, that's great. And Eddie Murphy was. Nobody in it. saw that movie. I'm sure a lot of people saw no. that movie. Okay, I was alive when that movie came out. Nobody saw that movie. Okay. Even the commercials for that movie were bad. Well, it wasn't great. But anyway, <laughs> Angela Bassett, very good. Um, just the whole cast. Mm-hmm. I think. Uh, I'm not sure. I love the character they gave to Lupita Nyong'o. Because mm. um, I was like, mm. she can do more than this. It would have been yeah. Yeah, but it wasn't. It wasn't necessarily bad. It was just the. It would have been fun to see her, in a different role. But she did a great job, and it's a oh, good no, character. It's just. Not, it's not like. Yeah, it, it's not. It's not the worst love interest character. Yeah. Like it's not generic. She does have depth and value to the story. He never has to say wait here in the car, and then she comes in anyway. None of that crap. Uh huh. Like 
she's tough. She handles herself. No, and she's great. That's and cool. like the the women do dominate this movie. Oh yeah. Like there's literally 20 minutes where Black Panther is not in the movie, Mm-mm. and it's just the women leading. And I'm like, I don't miss Black Panther. I'm doing no. great. <laughs> I'm fine out here. I. Oh, I don't even want to say it because it sounds so negative. If he's the least interesting character, in the movie. yeah. That's not his fault. No. That's. I mean. It's like Alice in Wonderland. I just Alice is not interesting. I can't tell how I feel about him as an actor because I feel like everything he's in, he's fine. He's fine, but I don't ever see him do anything like. Whoa! Was it weird to see him not playing a major historical figure? Yeah, that was weird. <laughs> he wasn't James Brown, Jackie Robinson, or Thurgood Marshall in this movie. Hmm. You're like, wait. So, <laughs> also, he my students looked him up, and he's like, somehow forty, I think. Okay. He's but ripped he's, as hell. Yeah, but he's been around for like five years. Yeah, he seems new. He's very new. He burst on the scene as a 35-year-old. I mean, that'll happen. That's. I mean, that is kind of the industry, especially with men. They. <laughs> anyway, moving on. Yeah, Black Panther was great. It was. I don't think we like super reviewed the movie. We kind of scooped at it from the edges, yeah. but um, we're not a movie review show, so whatever. Yeah, I mean, the, uh, my review of it is exactly what you said. Really great movie. I don't know that I'll buy it when it comes out. Yeah. I don't know that I'll... It just... It's so good. And I just love that cast being assembled in mm-hmm. one movie. Mm-hmm. That's insane. Yeah. But... Oh, and Andy Serkis. I really liked Andy Serkis yeah. in... in I assume not his first human role, but it feels like his first human role. Well, he's in King Kong as both King Kong and random guy that dies kind of. Oh, spoilers. Yeah. I mean, you see it coming. You're not like, what? That character died. You're like, this guy is not long for this world Uh because in every situation, you're like, oh, he's going to die now. Oh, he made it. Oh, (laughs) Um, he's been in a couple things. Someone brought up something today. They were like. He was the he was in thirteen going on thirty or something. Oh, I think he was, <laughs> and I assume he was in Love Actually at some point because everyone not. was in Love he Actually. Was not. Okay, you were wrong. Okay, sorry. Yeah, get um, your facts straight, bro. He was. Like, <laughs> um, he was holding up signs outside the door that said, "You are my no. precious." No, no. Okay. Speaking of that, uh, Jack and I came home Saturday night after dinner, and we watched. We started Fellowship of the Ring, uh-huh. and we are now all the way through to, we're partway through Return of the King. Wow. And he said midway through Fellowship of the Ring, this is the best movie. And I was like, Whoa. this is a big moment for me as a parent, because that's one of my favorite movies, and he was into it. And then we were watching The Two Towers, and he was like, this one's not as interesting. I was like, exactly. <laughs> but if you can make it to the battle scene, that part makes it worth it. Anyway. More Andy Serkis No, that's talk. awesome. Yeah, no, look, we can talk about Andy Serkis forever. Yeah. Also, I don't know how much, I don't know how much this like reveals about me as a person, mm-hmm. but I thought he was kind of hot in Black Panther. Like, he was very beefy. Mm-hmm. I liked his haircut, and I was mm-hmm. like, I wasn't expecting to feel this way. Yeah. He, because there's been a couple movies where he looks pretty ripped. And I'm yeah, like, I'm like, how, uh, has he always been ripped? I just I'm so used to seeing him in the like lycra outfit with the ping pong balls or whatever. Yeah, which it's not it it's not a flattering outfit. No. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it was like yeah. not hot, but just like you're like a human. Yeah, rugged. Who is he? Yeah, rugged. He was really rugged. Yeah, he, and he was very like chavy. He was like a mm. like Ooh, that's a word I don't know. Uh, it's like the British bro. Mm. 
Did yeah. you see Kingsman, the Secret Service? Yeah. That that guy, Taron Egerton, plays a chav. Mm-hmm. That's like the type of... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, hi, bruv. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to drink Keep some beer down, do uh, down at the pub. Yeah, it was good. Uh, I, I voice a gorilla <laughs> in that uh, the movie Sang. Sang. Oh, my God. Bruv. I guess one of my students today was talking. He was checking in in this group, and he was like, so I uh, downloaded some of Bloom's podcast. Oh, no. That was interesting. And I was like, uh-oh. And he mentioned your, he was like, he was making fun of your, um, somebody's, one of your impressions. I can't remember which one. Uh, I don't know how that's possible. I know. Your impressions are really so good. And that's why I do them. He did. Yeah. He pointed out the Meryl Streep and, and Brad Pitt are the same impression. And both of them are English for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if they're the same, but you got me on that one, kid. <laughs> Yeah, uh, it was good stuff. It so, was good to hear his review. Okay, so was he not? He wasn't checking in on how much it sucked. Necessarily? No, 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 no. Okay, he liked good. it. Okay, it j- good. I mean, he did use the the teenage word. It was interesting, which always means like, what are you trying to say? Say another word, because interesting uh-huh. just means like, I don't want to say what I think. And then he was like, No, I liked it, and he was he he thought it was funny. So shout out to that student. He knows who he is. I'm Meadow Streep, <laughs> and oh, you boy. know who you are. <laughs> Look, Awful. I do it for the fans, Dave. Yeah, yeah. Our dozen fans. Hey, maybe. Honestly, I could look up our demographics. Yeah. I not right now cuz I don't have your Wi-Fi password. Okay. Tell me on air what your Wi-Fi password is. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so Black Panther, good. Andy Circus, call me. Yeah. Um <laughs> What well, what topic do, are you bringing to the table today? Okay. So I have some that are uh, I don't know. Um, okay. Okay. So I saw two different things today okay. about a movie being turned into a series on like Netflix, or one of them might be CBS. One of them is LA Confidential. I have seen that movie mm-hmm. when I was a baby. Oh, I'm sure you were riveted. I was like five or yeah. six. Or I love that movie. I also, when I was watching that movie in the theater, the people I was sitting with, I had to move across the aisle from them because they were asking so many damn questions. Were they asking you? Like, they hey, were Dave, just, they just kept happening? talking. They just kept talking. And I was like, shh. And I moved. And then they told me afterwards that I was the jerk. And I was like, okay, you, you were definitely ruining my movie experience. So also, I moved away so I would not get mad at you and yell. How is it a problem for you to leave? Right. That was the thing is they were like, there's kind of, whatever. We were 18. I don't. Um, So that is coming out in Walton Scoggins from. Walton Goggins? Is that his name? Yeah. Walton Goggins? Yeah. I don't know why I wrote Scoggins. I think I knew someone named Scoggins. Anyway. Uh, Doesn't matter. <laughs> I was going fast. Walton Goggins. Goggins? Yeah. That can't be his real name. That, well, okay. Well, his from, name is probably like- From Justified. T- Jim- Jim Smith. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he uh, he's going to be in it. They cast him in it, which okay. I think is cool depending on which role he plays. Uh-huh. Um, he's going to play the ladies role. Yes. And then the other one is- they're turning Karate Kid into a series, and it's called Cobra Kai. Okay, that's not okay. Right. So I was thinking, like, the L.A. Confidential one, I love it, because it's based on a novel, and it's that movie was so dense that uh-huh. I feel like it was like, uh, I could have used them breaking things down a little yeah. more. Where the Karate Kid, we've now had four movies? Um, three originally? No, no five. Yeah, there are five movies, because they're the three- and then there's the one with Hilary Swank. Yeah. And then there's the one with uh, Jaden Smith. Yeah. So now we need a series. 
and they're bringing back the original stars. It's uh, what? Yeah, it's got Billy Drago or whatever. <laughs> is that wrong? Is that that's, his character? That's wrong. Uh, Who's that that I said? I don't know. Oh, oh Ivan Drago is the villain in oh, Rocky th- Four. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what I was thinking. And then it's oh god, what's the actor's name? Isn't it Bill, Billy Zabka? Bi- Billy Zabka. That's what it was. And um, <laughs> and now just, all you know, I can think in of the eighties and uh, Ralph Macchio. He, Okay, and so so Ralph Macchio turned to the dark side. No, I think mm-hmm. I think it's about um, Billy Zabka running his own thing. But like somebody on somebody somewhere pointed out the inherent flaw, which is at the end that character got redemption because he turned away from the Cobra Kai mentality. Yeah, and then now he's running it, and he's running it just like his mentor did, which seems weird. Well, and, I mean, sometimes people fall back into their old patterns, and that's yeah. the real tragedy of life. Yeah. Yeah. And that's probably what Cobra Kai is about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just um, him staring in the mirror. But also, do we. Re- I mean, it's cool. I'm glad for those guys to get some work, but like, really? Do we need that? But what I was thinking is is there a movie or anything that you would like to see turned into a, a show? Okay. Like a TV show. It, it totally. It could be a full. Like, I'm not. I'm not thinking so much like you know 22 episodes for 10 seasons but like a limited run or something like uh-huh. that it well it it does need to be something that has the material or like a world that's interesting to mm-hmm. explore yeah um and i guess they're doing like a lord of the rings type thing netflix is going to okay. do that okay we'll see i think i don't know i have a lot of money um so basically what i'm saying is beverly hills chihuahua okay perfect sorry i got to think like yeah, I, I know i put you on the spot with this kind of questions always like have I seen a movie? <laughs> yeah. None are coming to mind. Um, what do I like? I like all kinds of things. Mm-hmm. Um, or just characters that you'd like to see more of. Do you have an answer to this? I mean, I've been saying for years that they should make a, like a Harry Potter animated series. Ooh. That just is like, you know, takes place in between the stories of the books, you know, like doesn't need to interact with Voldemort can be just uh-huh. fun and like, dealing with more of the like fun side of being at a school where everybody does magic. Yeah. Also as opposed to like after the second book, everything was just like, everyone's going to die. Also, honestly, I really enjoyed the parts where they were just doing homework. Yeah. In the Harry Potter books. Cause like, yeah. but it's spell homework. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. That's the magic of that first book is just him being introduced to the world and you get introduced to the world. So it's like, why not? Yeah. Sorry. I'm trying to think. Yeah, it's um, tough. I put you on the spot. Maybe like the the Mad Max oh, universe, like that could yeah. be something. That would be really cool. And honestly, because the way that Mad Max Fury Road kind of wrapped up, it was very like uh, Incredible Hulk seventies TV show ish, where it's like, and then he, he walked off into the sunset. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like he can come into some new situation, like mm-hmm. drive some cars, help figure out what's going on, and then go home. <laughs> yeah, I also, I mean, and that movie took place out of time from the other ones like i have no idea how that was connected to the mel gibson ones oh no no and and it didn't need to be like i know for the first few minutes i was like wait what's happening and then i was like i don't care yeah it doesn't matter i think that's the the idea eating things and shooting people and all that stuff it was great it's just visually yeah like that would be a cool world to kind of explore more of that's a good answer yeah i I think that's my only answer Mm -hmm. i do i do want to say uh renew the muppets on abc yeah um, because I would still continue to watch that show. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, maybe a Paddington show. <laughs> yeah, that'd be cool, but that might be too much Paddington. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to ruin him. Yeah. 
Anyway, that's my answer to that. That okay. was a good idea. Give, give me another one. I, another I like one? that question, yeah. Okay. Also, I'm covering up for the fact that none of my stuff is as good as that one question was. Okay. So. Okay, so <laughs> this one's really bizarre. Okay. Okay, so somebody named Lala Kent. I don't even know what her, her name might be. Lauren Kent? I think I've heard She's of on this person. One of those dumb reality shows that I don't know, the something, something. Uh-huh, great. Uh, the Real Housewives. Yeah, but it's the it's of oh, the um Vander Vanderpump Rules. Yeah, Vanderpump Rules. Okay. So she's on that and on Jenny McCarthy's radio show, which I guess is a thing. Like these sure. are all things that I'm like Where but she I talks just saw about the headline. Vaccinizing your children. Yeah, I'm sure. That's not a word. <laughs> Vaccinizing. Uh she believes that Tupac took over her body when he died. Fun fact, she was born in nineteen ninety. Do you know when Tupac died? I actually don't, but I assume it was after that. 1996. So she's contending that when she was six years old, Tupac inhabited her body? Uh-huh. Well, she, that's when she really came into her own. She blossomed as a rapper. Yeah. And her point was that she has a bad temper? Ooh. No. And I was no, like, no, no, oh, no, this honey. is, yeah. It was like, it's so offensive on so many levels for her to be like, yeah, that's that's where his soul went. She's from Utah. Like, he... He went to some white girl in Utah. <laughs> However, it made me think: if a celebrity died, if a cele- if there, if one celebrity could inhabit your body, who would Ooh. you want it to be? Ooh. Or who do you kind of feel like it's already happened? If you have one that you like, feel a kindred, like somebody that's passed away, and you're like, oh man, they're like me. Oh, okay. I don't know about yeah, dead people. Yeah, like just celebrities that exist in the yeah. world. I feel like. I feel like Michael Sarah and I probably have something. Oh yeah, you share something. You guys might be twin brothers. <laughs> I think we might be. <laughs> we have a similar shaggy hair and lack of elegance. <laughs> um which I'm I'm not proud Does of. Does that mean that you and him and Jess Jesse Eisenberg are triplets? We might be. Yeah. I'm not again, not proud of like yeah. we're not always proud of our family. Yeah. But we can't help it. <laughs> um <laughs> That's so good. Yeah, um, but like if there's somebody that you like that they could inhabit you, and then maybe you would get part of. Hopefully, you wouldn't just get like the worst part of their personality, like she's claiming. Like, she didn't get any of his art artistry or yeah. talent. She just got his temper. Uh, maybe he like bequeathed that to her. She's and other like people got. She has like, a thug thug life tattoo on her. Does she really? I'm like, what are you doing? Anyway, it's like there's it, it's too bizarre a story for me to even deal with. It's more just the idea of like, oh, a celebrity's essence floats up and then comes uh-huh. down into you. Um, would you want honestly? Meet? I would love it to be Emma Stone. Okay, because I did not see that coming. I know. That's um, so there are these videos. I think they're called. I don't remember the number, but it's like forty-seven questions mm-hmm. or something. It's a thing that. Oh, I'm gonna forget everything. I think it's a th- it's a video series that I think Vogue does. Okay. Um, where they ask a bunch of rapid fire questions to a celebrity mm-hmm. uh, as the celebrity is giving them a tour of their house. Oh, cool! And it's the most staged thing ever. Yeah. Like there's always like they did one with Taylor Swift, and she ha- she had a lot of doors conspicuously closed that she did not mention mm-hmm. what was in them. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, that's um, where she keeps the the bodies. Yeah. And there's probably just full of cats. <laughs> Nazi propaganda. What? Maybe. <laughs> Possibly. But yeah, so it's always like there's someone who they're acquainted with, like, oh, Jack Antonoff just happened to visit and ask Yuck. her a question or like whatever. Yeah. 
Um, it's that kind of thing, mm-hmm. and it's they're lame but kind of addictive. I'm sure. And Sergio and I, that's what we were doing um, in the countdown up to midnight on New Year's Eve. So good. <laughs> we were just watching those videos. Yeah. We have the worst track record with New mm-hmm. Year's Eves. One year we just watched, we were doing a marathon of Who the Bleep Did I Marry on Netflix, which is just some reality wow. show. Wow. Yeah. I don't even watch those. It was yeah. just that night we were like, gotta do this. This is what we have to do, yeah. Anyway, so these 47 questions videos, okay. they're all pretty lame, but kind of interesting mm-hmm. and kind of fun in the artifice. Mm-hmm. And Zach Efron's has some weird product placement mm. and his house is beautiful. Of course. And that's also the nice part where you're like, yeah. oh, they get to live there. So it's like Cribs, but a little up, up the ladder from Cribs. Yeah. Because Cribs was just like, here's my fish tank. Gotta have a fish tank. Here's my big car. Gotta have a big car. Yeah, exactly. No, and it's interesting to see like the the way these celebrities mm-hmm. have decided that they're going to live their lives. Yeah. Um and there is the I was listening to a podcast that was talking about these videos cuz I'd heard of them but didn't care, mm-hmm. but the thing they mentioned that made me want to watch it is that in Victoria Beckham's video, one of the questions is, "What's something you're passionate about?" And then like without missing a beat, she stares at the camera and says, "AIDS." It's like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> and it's just so it's them manicuring their yeah. image. But oh my God. anyway, like I know it sounds so yeah. no. I just, lame. I just just thinking about Victoria Beckham bothers me. Yeah, but just anyway, bothersome. we happened across Emma Stone's video, mm-hmm. and it's the most charming thing you've ever seen. Yeah, she's really charming. She's so good, and mm-hmm. you know it's artificial, mm-hmm. but she plays it off, and she's like self-effacing. Mm-hmm. Like she has three people pop up to ask her different questions, and they're like, "We totally didn't plan that," mm-hmm. and it, it was. I don't know. She was prepared in a way that other people weren't mm-hmm. where they're like, what do you love about LA? And she's like, Oh, the sun and my friends. And like, what do you hate about LA? She's like the traffic and my enemies. <laughs> <laughs> and she's just really charming. Yeah. And I, I feel like, I feel like we would get along. Mm-hmm. We could share a body. Okay. Ooh, like all of me. Oh God. My dad mm-hmm. got it into his head that my mom and I and him should all watch all of me. Oh. And we did not get 25 minutes into that. Really? Movie. It, it was, starts slow. It started at exactly the right speed uh-huh. for not us. <laughs> oh, wow. It's one of my favorite movies. I'm sorry. No, no just the, broken. You're a fan of very broad physical yeah, comedy. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. And I haven't watched that movie in probably close to 30 years. So no, see, I might that's hate what, it. That's what happened it. to my dad. He was yeah. like, hmm. Yeah, there's a lot of, actually a lot of old Steve Martin stuff. I watch it now and I'm like, I shouldn't watch this. I just want to keep it in my head as perfect. Uh-huh. No, and like, yeah. it, anyway, I, I, sorry, I didn't yeah, mean to. Don't worry about it. it. But who would your celebrity be? Would it be Steve Martin? Um, I was thinking about it. I The problem is like a lot of the celebrities I like, there's like a, a sadness about them. And I'm like, oh, I don't want to, I don't want to get that part of them. No, they'd give that to someone in Utah. Yeah. Some yeah, white girl in Utah. Lala, Lala Kent or whatever hell her name is. I'm trying to think. Um, now, who, who? I'm trying to think of who I've had similar experiences like you did, like where I'm like, ooh, I, I want to hang out with them. But this is almost like a who would you want to hang out with question now. I guess we fantasy dinner party. Yeah. Because um, I was thinking more about absorbing their talent. Okay. I got to think about that some more. Yeah. I gotta, be a filmmaker, maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Um, Pe- Pedro Almodovar. Although that's not, that's not a populist answer, I guess. Doesn't need to be. What? Why does it need to be a populist? No, it's like, I don't know. Th- this podcast isn't about like me bragging about the cool things that I know, mm-hmm. you know? But you've talked about him a lot. No, really I do. like him. And I, I love movies him. And I do. Yeah. I do. I, I respond to his style. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah. 
now I have to think because I was like Steve Martin and then I was thinking about it. I That was the first thing that popped into my head and then for a while I was like, oh yeah, but he was like alone for a long part of his life. Like he, I'm like, oh, I don't want to do that. Uh, but that's not about talent. Um, if I could write like him, because I love his writing. Mm. Get like, ooh. Ooh, um, writing wise, yeah. for me, Douglas Adams. Oh, that's a good one. He's so good. He is so good. And he has a way of just putting like five words together. You're like, mm-hmm. I know all these words, and yet you've somehow made them work in a way that seems impossible. Yeah, the there's a bit in uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy about he's describing one of the monsters. Oh, it's the thing about why you need a towel. Oh yeah, and it's so that there's a certain mo- like certain alien on some planet that believes if you can't see it, it can't see you. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's like the most brilliant little, and it's like such a little. Oh god. Ah, yeah. Anyway, sorry, keep going. No, I I mean I I don't have anyone that I'm thinking of. The uh, I mean um I don't know. Yeah, I'm starting to think more in the like who could I hang out with? Um but yeah, talent-wise it would probably be Steve Martin's something something there. Okay. Steve Martin would probably be it. But that's uh, so that would also be Michael Scott's answer, so that feels a little weird. I don't know about that. He's he's <laughs> Look, he has the influences of someone who yeah. is a bad person. Those influences aren't necessarily bad. Yeah. You know? No, he has he has the influences. It, it's just his ability to to process use, them yeah. and then use them is terrible. Um uh actually, Steve Carell. Ooh, yeah. What a guy. Or Tina Fey for me. Tina Fey. Um yeah, there's a lot of really cool people out there. Just a fun thing to talk about and think about. Like, oh, yeah. you could, if you could have a piece of somebody's soul, and it would give you their talent, not just their temper. Yeah, <laughs> whose temper would you want? <laughs> um, somebody that doesn't have one, because I have a really bad temper. Oh yeah, like um, who's really chill? Um, Matthew McConaughey. Oh God, I wouldn't want to spend one second with that guy. I bet he's a really he's cool probably guy. awesome. He's probably really awesome. He just, those car commercials, I feel like ruined him for me because he had the reconnaissance and then he started doing those damn car commercials and Uh they're so dumb. Anyway, moving on. Do you have another? I just want to hear yours. Come on, man. Fine. I'll look at at my terrible phone list. Because all of mine are like a little bit about that. (laughs) Like a little bit the same. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. Because I only had a few. Well, I wanted to ask about, mm-hmm. um, well, because the season finale of the third season of Crazy Ex-Girlfriend just aired. Oh, okay. Um, and I'm not going to talk about like the content of that because that would be spoilers and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But this is a show that is has always been like on the brink of cancellation. So oh, we're not right yeah. now we're in that period where we don't know what's going to happen to it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, is this the last episode we're ever going to get? Mm-hmm. And that whole thing. And I, I do think... That that episode left a lot open that could be explored in a fourth season, but mm-hmm. I think I'd be satisfied if that was the end, because it, it doesn't feel conclusive to a story, but it feels like we're setting the characters in a a path that is something I can imagine in my head and not have to see mm-hmm. if it if it never comes right back. Okay. Um. But yeah, so I wanted to know like what are some of your like favorite and least favorite TV finales? Oh, that's a good one. I see. I'm all about the like schmaltzy finale. Uh huh. 
Like I loved the finale of The Office. Yes, I. That whole last season was a train wreck, but they got to Honestly, that episode. We are in the future going to have an episode yeah. of The Office, but I have some opinions about the last season okay. that I'm ready to share okay. later. <laughs> All right. Um, uh, um, but I was was that a wedding episode? Yeah. Dwight, okay. Okay. I, I remember Dwight that. and Angela get ma- married, okay. and like it, it just pulled at my heartstrings like you wouldn't believe and that's a lot of what finale should do i know like seinfeld is one that i didn't like but i also didn't love the show seinfeld Uh uh-huh i always felt a little bit like everybody was like it's so clever and i was like i mean it's the same thing every time like it's it's really clever the format but his format is just like a good stand-up set they set something up in the beginning there's some stuff that makes you forget about it. And then at the end, there comes that punchline yeah. back again. And I, I mean, I, it was a great show, but the way, I mean, ugh, the way old white guys talk about that show, like it was, uh-huh. and still quote it, like he was a close talker. It's like, oh, it's not that funny. Uh-huh. It's not a funny bit. Like, or as a quiet talker or a low talker or whatever. Like, yeah. anyway, there was a lot of, but I mean, Seinfeld's perfectly fine. I just don't love it like that. Mm. And the finale was very much in the tone of the show and it really upset a lot of people. And that was kind of brilliant because the tone of the show was, we are not like other sitcoms. There's no happy hugs at the end. It's, you know, somebody's going to be screaming at the end of it. And yeah. It's going to be kind of bitter. And yeah. And it was like this hour long thing and it was super secretive and everybody's like, what's going to happen in the end? And it was just, they brought back every character they could. And then, you know, the last shot was them in jail and Jerry's doing Seinfeld or yep. Jerry's doing stand up. And then <laughs> my favorite part of it is he, he's like doing his Jerry Seinfeld thing. Somebody shouts from the crowd, you suck. I'm going to cut you. <laughs> and that just became something that me and my friends in college would always <laughs> yell at each other <laughs> because it's such a funny way to. And he's like, okay. And that's the end of Seinfeld. <laughs> and as it was like disappointing. And then when you got some distance from it, it was like, oh, what else could they have done? Yeah. Like they're going to be millionaires. Like they can't end up like they're miserable people. They're terrible people. And that I think was why people were upset because the show, they purposefully made those characters like awful people. That was the point. But people didn't realize it. And were like, oh, I see my, I'm like Jerry. I'm like George. And so when it all came back to them, people were like, that's not what I wanted. I wanted them to be happy. They're not happy. They're terrible people. And I, this whole time I was justifying their terrible behavior. Yeah, they had to pay the consequences of yeah. their actions. Yeah. Um, so anyway. Um, but like, I liked Friends finale. I like that Yeah, one. The, like the one where it's like, we're just going to like gently run you through all the things yeah. you loved about the show. And then we're going to turn the light switch off at the end yeah, and tie it all up in a knot. Yeah. Speaking yeah. of, uh, which scrubs finale is your favorite? <laughs> mm. Which of the three that they aired? I don't know. I can't remember them all. No, I know. I mean, I was kind of kidding. Yeah. But the, I there do... were definitely seasons where it was like, that's where it should have ended. <laughs> yeah. No, there's that, there is a finale episode where he walks down a hallway and gets to see like all of his former patients, mm-hmm. like people who have died, come back and they talk to him. Mm-hmm. And then he watches like a clip show of his life projected onto the side of the hospital. Yeah. Then there's like two seasons after that. Yeah. They were like, okay, we're done. Oh no, we got renewed. Whoops. Uh huh. Or we got bought by another network. Um, that was really confusing for everyone. It's terrible. And then Colin DeFranco, we're going to do some intern stuff. Yeah. Um, let's see. Oh, I just thought of another one that I really liked, but I can't remember. Anyway. Um, 
I think how do you know you know about the show The Comeback, right? The Lisa Kudrow HBO yeah. show. I love that show. I know you did. And season two was like, you know, ten years after the original aired. Mm-hmm. Maybe even more. I'm just not I didn't want to count. Mm-hmm. Um, but the finale of that season, I don't want to spoil it and I won't, but it really, that finale was mm-hmm. so good mm-hmm. that I don't want another season. Yes. Like in the sense of like, cause I love the comeback and mm-hmm. I'm sure if it came back, they would do justice to it and make something incredible. Mm-hmm. But like that finale just really per- so perfectly captured everything that the show was about and like mm-hmm. made it into something that like transcended television yeah it was so good mm-hmm. and it's like i'm good here you know yeah. like two seasons get out of here yeah get that e- i mean the british way of doing it often the story is told and they have to start unwriting the story yeah like how i met your mother where they were like whoops oh, we boy. got really close well, let's undo it and whoop, now ted's not even a central figure in the show for a couple seasons uh-huh it's the barney and robin show for some uh-huh. reason that was exhausting yeah there's there I mean there's a lot of shows like that they get to like season three or four and it's like we gotta hold on we know where the you know if it's something like that that's really inventive where they you from the beginning the end is set up yeah kind of like lost like from the beginning it was like where's this you know we've got to answer these questions and then they're like so we're in season three Mm -hmm. and we've answered too many questions and now how do we keep another they were like there's us uh, we'll do this and it was like you're just making this up as you yeah. go along and it, like the mythology of the show got so like I don't know like dense and bizarre and yeah and like just oh and now now this happens and then and then this happens uh-huh. you know? um, actually a really good finale is Frasier okay I've never seen an episode of Frasier oh it's a good show I have heard that the the millennials have really taken back Frasier because mm-hmm. it's on Netflix now and mm-hmm. people are liking it but it's really good okay great I will check it out a lot, of, a lot of the episodes are like a one-act play in themselves. Ooh. Yeah. I like those. Yeah. Okay. Um, oh, yeah. So the, anyway, the end of Fraser, there's just enough ambiguity that's like, ooh, really good. Really nailed it. Anyway. Okay. I do like that. That's a good thing mm-hmm. in TV shows like that. Like that's kind of how the Craziest Girlfriend one was, mm-hmm. where it's like these characters are going to continue having struggles and mm-hmm. triumphs and all this stuff. They're yeah. going to like, it's not Pat tied with a bow. Mm-hmm. Like, cause those ones are nice too. Mm-hmm. But well, when it's friends, you yeah, just please tie it up. Yeah, exactly. You've been on the air for 10 years. Please tie it up. Uh huh. Like we need to see these stories end. Uh huh. But especially cause all we wanted to see was Ross and Rachel get together. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, we, we kind of scratched against it. The how about your mother finale? Yeah. Not, not my favorite. Oh, I liked it. It was most, I didn't have the exact same objections to it that a lot of people did, Mm -hmm. but I did not like the like final realization and I'm not, I'm not going to say what it was, but I really enjoyed that. It was just, I was so sick of that storyline by that point Oh, that I didn't want it to return Oh, because I was like, I get it. Yeah. (laughs) And I, I wanted to know about the mother yeah and it wasn't about her right and that's fine mm-hmm. honestly i think i'm just mad because i had an idea for the last season and mm. they didn't write it that way ah uh, that expectation thing yeah. uh well see what they did was basically throughout the last season the mother was a character yeah but it was like and that's how marshall met your mother and that's yeah. how lily met your mother and the mother keeps approaching yeah. different people's lives 
But what I thought would have been perfect mm-hmm. is she was an alien the whole time. Yes, she's a and zombie. She stabs everyone. <laughs> <laughs> no, what I thought would have been perfect mm-hmm. is if each of his four friends met a different woman, and you oh. had to guess which of those four women was the mother. Oh, that's cool. See. I yeah. would have loved that, <laughs> and that's not yeah. what I was given, and that's not fair to criticize the show for that. No, yeah, but it's why was... I like to go into things without thinking about it. Yeah, <laughs> no, I know, but and the, that last season was not great. No, it was set over the course of twenty four hours, and it was oh rough. Yeah. It was rough. It just yeah, that was tough. Anyway, um, I really, I really liked the way it wrapped up. I felt like that was the best way to wrap it up, but it was obvious to me that it was like a realization they had at some point in the run of the show, like oh, we can't go the way we were going to go, so we have to go because it just makes sense now. Uh-huh. Um, uh, yeah. Finales are an interesting thing because that is a really big, like, expectation thing. Yeah, you it, you, you can't win with mm-hmm. one of those because people are so amped for it, mm-hmm. and they do come in with their expectations of what they want. And Yeah. Like, the people that were disappointed with Lost's finale, I'm like... I knew the first episode that I wasn't going to be satisfied with the way this ended. Yeah. I went, this is such great TV. How the hell are they going to keep it going? And they didn't. And they couldn't. It was too good. It should have been one season or two, maybe. Um, the You know what another show was that was so good when it started and then just degenerated? What? Desperate Housewives. Oh, okay. It was, it, do you know there was like a murder mystery in the middle of it in the first season? No. Yeah. Oh. It starts, it's like all these women living these perfect, perfect lives. And then the narrator is like, but, you know, she hints at like, but I was killed by somebody Ooh. in this neighborhood. And like that, that was how it started. It was not like, oh, quirky. It was like quirky comedy mixed with this like dark undercurrent. Ooh. And then they wrapped up the mystery at the end of the first season, I think. Oh yeah, that'll happen. And it wrapped like- up in a way where it was like, oh, well, okay. Like, all right, fine. Like it just didn't. It was like, oh, we want to, it was not in a like, oh, these were my expectations, but it was like, it was too soft. Like it needed, it had this like hard, dark edge and then they lightened it up at the end. Uh Like they changed course. And then the rest of the show was just like silly, goofy. Huh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that does sound That's like a season of television. I'd be like, go watch that. And then don't watch anymore. <laughs> okay. Well, the store that I work at has about 30 copies of the first season of Desperate Housewives. Yeah. So I think I'm covered. Yeah. To the point that we did mark them down to a dollar and 50 cents. There you go. So, yeah. I might nab one of those. It's it's good. I mean, I don't know if you could, because it is like a 22 episode. It's something that probably could have been like eight episodes total. Just been like, I mean, that's what Big Little Lies was. Yeah. That's almost exactly what Big Little Lies yeah. was. <clears throat> yeah. It, I mean, I think very much it was like that. And that's the thing. And then the second season, they like had to force a dark side into it again. Uh, and it was, I just remember being like, nope, I'm out. That's too bad. But the whole idea behind it was like these perfect houses on this perfect street with all these perfect women and none of them are happy. And there's this dark underside and like somebody's going to have to solve this mystery. Uh-huh. And then it was like, oh, everybody's just really into the perfect houses and the perfect women thing. So we're just going to stick with that. And it became like a soap opera. It's just gross. Also, Grey's Anatomy, I liked at the beginning. Okay, I thought you were going to say their finale was good. And I was no, like, no, I no. got news for you. <laughs> no, there that was show a lot. Is never gonna, that show will yeah. outlive us all. But Grey's Anatomy started, I mean, granted it was like, I was bitter because I was like, this is Scrubs. 
It's oh, an yeah. hour long, more dramatic Scrubs. It's the exact same idea though. Voiced over, good soundtrack. Uh huh. Quirky. You know they this, had a musical episode. Yeah, a lot of stuff like that, and I just was like, oh. And then it was when the doctors kept ending up as patients, where I was like, and I'm out. Oh yeah. <laughs> like I'm out. Anyway, uh, did you have another topic? I I I think, but I I realized as I was sitting here that all of mine are kind of the same. Okay. <laughs> well, we don't have to like fully discuss them. I do kind of want to know them though. Okay. Um. Okay, so, uh, <laughs> oh, this is a great one. Okay. So, somebody is suing the makers of The Shape of Water. Oh, because they're like... Because there was a play at one point, sure. at some point, where a quiet janitor, like, meets a dolphin? Yeah. But there's, I don't think there's a love story. Oh. Okay. Just like a quiet janitor meets a dolphin and tries to save it because they're going to, like, experiment on it. Oh. No, that's not enough. Right. But they're suing because it's like, it's basically the same thing. Mm -hmm. So uh, what new awesome thing do you want to take credit for that you had nothing to do with? (laughs) Ooh, okay. (laughs) Um. (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, I don't want to just keep talking about Paddington, so I'll Mm -hmm. move on. Um, The... (laughs) Hamilton. <laughs> there we go. I came up with the idea of Alexander Hamilton. I mean, you wrote a lot of musical stuff in high school. I so, did. Yeah. And some of like it, your, I your, thought about it, including rapping. It your, didn't, but I thought about it. Your parody of Glee that you did, uh-huh. that you wrote, uh, I think is on the same level. Yeah. and oh, Thank you. Yeah. And also... Because in that parody of Glee that I wrote, because mm-hmm. um, they were always having a new competition. They were like, it's yeah. sectionals, and it's yeah. nationals, and it's statewides. Yeah. So my com- fake competition I made up was called Colonials. Mm-hmm. So there basically go. that was Hamilton. That's the same thing. Yeah. It's done. Let's take it to a judge. <laughs> <laughs> what about you? What would you take credit for? Um, I haven't even seen this movie, but Baby Driver. Ooh. Yeah, yeah okay. Because I really like movies about like babies. Babies and drivers. No, I like like heist movies, and it's a heist movie, so I think I thought of it. Okay, great. Because I was like, there should be more heist movies, and then they made one, and it's really good, so pretty much. So congrats. Yeah. <laughs> you did it. I did it. Was there a scene where they introduce all the characters? Yes. Like a montage? Of, see, those are my Oh, favorites. well, no, no, not like that. Okay. Not that's like, my not favorite like part the Ocean's of Ocean's Eleven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my favorite part of heist movies. I like the one in The Italian Job, too, when they introduce all the- They're like- this is Chico. Yeah. He knows computers. Yeah. Yes. This is Dom. He's the face. Yeah. This is the guy that drives the car. Boop, boop, boop. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm all about that. So, yeah. Baby Driver. I didn't see it, but I'm sure I wrote it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm going to say, Dave gave me a very convincing wink just now, yeah. so I believe him. <laughs> yeah. Guys, I'm going to sue. <laughs> <laughs> that, Yeah. I mean, the closest thing I've ever had to like a a really great idea that I felt like somebody else did was um ET. ET. Yeah. Yeah. When I was 1. Yeah. <laughs> so no, so what was what was this? Um so this was more like an invention thing. So, you know, uh <laughs> so back when the world had phones and there were cordless telephones. I don't know if you're aware of this, but I, I have one in my pocket right now. No, no, not that kind of like in your house. Yeah, no, I mean, if, if I was home, it would be in my house. Okay. No, I mean like a cordless telephone that's connected to a phone line, but you could walk uh, around with it. 
This doesn't make sense. Okay. What's a phone line? Yeah. <laughs> so a landline, but using... Anyway. Um, no, I, I'm aware. I, I've so they had a thing so you could find the you phone. Had, you had to dial the, the numbers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On the base, you could hit a button and the phone would start beeping. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. So you could find it. It would be a locator. Boop. And I came up with an idea that people could just attach little transmitters to all of their like small belongings that we lose all the time. Sunglasses, wallet, keys, whatever you can. Uh-huh. And there'd be a base and they'd have a different button for each thing. So you're like, I can't find my wallet. Boop. And then your wallet would start beeping wherever it was in the house. It's brilliant. That is brilliant. Yeah. And then I was on an airplane and I was reading through the Sky Mall and it was in there. Oh, those bastards. They stole my idea <laughs> right out of my head. I'm going to sue. <laughs> I mean, I hadn't told they anyone about it. They really. your dreams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But their yeah. version was too, it was too bulky. It was like a keychain that you had to attach to stuff. Uh-uh. So mine was like. Like a little sticker know. dot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, because I'm so good with technology, I could invent it. Yeah, of course. The important part of the idea, the actual technology, I have no idea. No, of course but not. Anyway, um, no one steal that idea and make it a thing, by the way. When when I was a kid, mm-hmm. I would sometimes I'd be like, I'm gonna make an invention today, mm-hmm. and then mostly I would just stick straws into other straws and oh. be like, I invented this. Yeah, yeah. So basically, I invented straws. You want to hear the worst idea that actually kind of came to be? Okay. So it was uh, in the '90s. Um, it was still kind of a big deal to have a cell phone. Like it was a big time move if you had mm-hmm. a cell phone, and so my friends and I. Almost all of our parents had a cell phone in the car for emergencies only. Okay. And every one of them, if you were actually in an emergency, it would be dead. Because of course. The, the batteries didn't last very long. And like you just kept it off in the car in case of emergencies. And they uh-huh. were not the big brick phones that everybody, like the really exaggerated, like the big long ones. They uh-huh. were but like the, were they flippy yeah, ones? Gray, but like kind of yeah, square. Yeah, they were square and the bottom flipped out and then they had like push button numbers that were green did you pull the antenna out and you had to pull the little okay. antenna out i think you know what i'm talking about um so everybody had one of those and so my friends like to like you know you'd be leaving you know all your friends are standing around you drive away and you like pull out the cell phone put it up to you and you're like you know to look like a big shot like hey uh-huh. guys don't worry i got this covered whatever it was <laughs> i'm in a meeting yeah um big time i'm like a big balling rapper um just like a dopey joke that we all did. And then my friend was like, look, I'm going to make a radio that looks like a cell phone. And then people will buy it and hold it up to their ear to listen to their music. But it's just a radio. Huh? And I was like, no, no one wants to listen to music that way. Like no one wants to hold their music yeah. to their ear to listen to it. And he's like, yeah, but you'd look like you had a cell phone. You'd look cool. I was like, but you could just have a cell phone. And he's like, no, 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 but it's like a radio. <laughs> so you can listen. I'm uh-huh. like, but that's just a trend. You could just hold a rate because they back then they had little tiny transistor radios. You could just do that with a radio and people might think it was. And he's like, no, no, no. But it looks like a phone. Like everything was. Just yeah, like, yeah. But why? Those two things don't need to go together. And then little did I know now all our phones have a radio in them. Yeah, but you don't hold them up to your ear still. Of, of course. Unless you're like, oh, I can't find my headphones and I'm walking to the car. You're like. Yeah, I do do that too. Every once in a while, you're like, okay, I just want to listen to this. I got a long walk to my car and I forgot my headphones. Yeah, I do that all the time. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. (laughs) And then when somebody walks up, do you like try to cover up what's going on? Yeah, well, I'll press it into my shoulder so it's extra quiet and I can sort of hear it through the vibrations. But (laughs) what's so funny is like, 
if somebody walked by and heard you listening to a podcast, they'd be like, oh, listening to a podcast, moving on with my day. Honest, it's so shameful, though. Yeah, why? And what about those people that just like when you're in San Diego or whatever, like, and they're on the boardwalk and they're just riding their bike with their music blaring? I wish I like, had the confidence. Have you of those no people. shame? Yeah. You're not supposed to do that publicly. There's headphones, but then they go by and you're like, oh, I like that song. No, I, I never like that. Sometimes. I hate those people. Yeah. Also, except for one time, mm-hmm. it was in the dark of the night. Mm-hmm. It was like 10 p.m. and Sergio and I were running along the beach, mm-hmm. which is pretty nice in Long Beach. Okay. You, you're looking at me weird. I mean, I feel like that's dangerous. You shouldn't be on the beach at night. It's been okay. Okay. No one's tried to stab us. <laughs> All right. Yet. I've done it like yeah. a couple dozen times and there's never been anyone. I, I'm sure it's not as dangerous. It's just one of those... It's from when I was in high school, we used to have bonfires on the beach. And then when our parents found out, uh, they were like, you'd never go to the beach at night. There's crazy homeless people out there. This was in San Francisco, too, like the real San Francisco beach, which is pretty nuts. That was pretty uh-huh. dumb of us. No, so, I don't think anyone goes to the actual Long Beach beach. No. Like, just no one. But um, so, no, we were running. And there was this person in one of those, like, three-wheeled bike things that they have. Yeah. And they were playing music. But it was, like, this weird tuba circus calliope music. Nice. And it was like, boom. We're like, all right. (laughs) That's a choice. It sure was. (laughs) Live your life, man. Yeah, I I liked that one, but most of the time, I hate it. Oh, Um, I kind of want to save this last topic for another episode, but I'm just going to waste it on this one. (laughs) Sure. Okay, so this just to me stuck out as funny. Okay. So Ariana Grande was going to play some sort of tribute concert in, in England for- Oh, one of the many terrorist attacks that have uh-huh. happened. I don't know which one. Awesome that we don't know which one it was. Um, was it the one that she did do or she was planning on one? I think it was the one that she was supposed to be. Maybe wasn't there a concert where she was, it was her concert and there was a bomb. Yes, but okay. she was at the tribute for that one. Okay. But that was a while ago. Okay. So this is maybe a different. Okay. Anyway, she got sick and she couldn't perform. Okay. And in her place, Liam Gallagher performed. From Oasis? Yeah. And that just stuck out as the, like, instead of Ariana Grande, (laughs) a Disney kid who sounds like Christina Aguilera or whatever the hell she sounds. I don't even know. Yeah, that's her. That's the idea of her. Yeah. Uh, We're going to have this guy from the 90s (laughs) who used to get in fistfights with his brother. Yes. He's going to come out and (laughs) sing you Wonderwall or whatever. And, like, but the funny thing is, uh, first of all, the gal, like, Oasis, their music was so good. Um that I don't know that anybody would have been disappointed. It's not the same demographic. Yeah. Though. But like maybe, maybe it, he came out and people were disappointed, but maybe they were like, all right, that's good too. Yeah. Maybe he's saying all of her biggest hits. And I was thinking, um, who, <laughs> if someone could just take your place in your life for a, a day, <laughs> and but like, but be totally the opposite of you, but then uh-huh. no one would be disappointed. <laughs> oh okay <laughs> like everybody would be like all right this is interesting it's not brennan it's completely the opposite i would never think of these two people being in the same room okay but... huh that's a bizarre question right well it's uh, a bizarre thing to have happen uh-huh. like, i'm gonna see this teenager sing nope i'm gonna see this 50 year old guy sing okay do same you have a song do you no, have an idea for song. this one 
I just thought it was a funny, great. It is funny, funny story and a good question, but too hard to put you on the spot with. Like, yeah, that's a weird. One. I'm like, I already look the Michael Sarah thing. I, yeah. I was straining my brain. And I was like, no, no. I think this, of somebody that's like completely. The yeah, opposite yeah, no, of no, no, no. But I, that's even harder because yeah. it's like, who am I? <laughs> what is the opposite? Yeah. What is the opposite someone, of Brennan Klein? Someone really boring and yeah. uninteresting. Vin Diesel. And really bad at impressions. Like Vin Diesel. If Vin Diesel showed up and was you for a day. Everybody I, I be feel like, stoked I feel to like see we're Vin- pretty similar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe you're right. You no. and Vin Diesel that you have the same personality. Yeah, we do. We both love Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, yeah. Oh, that's right. He's we both sound like, when we talk, it sounds like two boulders are rubbing together. Mm-hmm. Um. No, that's a pretty good one. Or like uh, Jason Momoa. Yeah, that'd be a great one. Thank you. That would be a great one for everyone because no one, no one would be like, I'm just like Jason. Everybody would be like, Jason Momoa is the opposite of me. Yeah, pretty much. Because <laughs> he's the opposite of everything. That guy's so interesting. He's so interesting. Yeah. It's like with Lisa Bonet, and she's like 20 years older than him. She wasn't she on some sitcom? She was on the Cosby Show. The Cosby Show. And then she got her. She okay. You know how. Uh, do you know that Blackish has the spinoff Grownish with the daughter? Yes. So it's exactly what they did with the Cosby Show. They made oh. a different world. Except the weird part was they fired Lisa Bonet. What? No. Yeah, because she was such a nightmare okay. back then. So she got her own spinoff show, and then they fired her from it, and the show got better. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever seen her act. She's she's like a whisper actor, which she never, her voice never comes up above this. She's in a wacky comedy. Oh she's boy! She's just like doing this. I was like, "Why did they choose her to have a spinoff? She's the least interesting of the Cosby kids." Um, definitely, but it should have been Theo. Oh, would have been great, but um, so they fired her, and then it just became Jasmine Guy and uh, oh, he playing Dwayne Wayne. What was his name? Liam Gallagher. No. Okay. Yes, Liam Gallagher. But they the the show ended up being like. It ran for several seasons, but just without the main character, because it was about her going to college. So, yeah. But what was funny was everybody that she met in college was like a hundred times more interesting than <laughs> her. So they were like, "You're fired, but we'll keep all these people." Oh, so so they didn't recast her; she was just gone. Yeah, she was just gone. Oh, and it became about other characters, like the side characters that were irritating her. That's so interesting. Because like Jasmine Guy was a super snooty, like Southern Belle type character, uh-huh. and then but she was so funny and so great that like they made the show kind of a like she was really obnoxious the first season and they just kind of and and Dwayne Wayne was like this annoying guy that was like hey baby like don't you and he was just a nerd um they kind of like might have been the first black nerd I'm not sure what about Urkel I think he came pre-Urkel this is pre-Urkel so but he he had like flip the flip up sunglass glasses (laughs) but he like he was so oh Kadeem Hardison thank you thought of his name oh i i know him yeah okay he might have been in that dracula movie you're talking about vampire in brooklyn he might have been in it was in it i'm gonna double check yeah um he's also in he's great in white men can't jump that guy was so good in so many things and then his career disappeared anyway uh but yeah it was cool because it was a you know another all-black sitcom sinbad was on it as like an ra type character oh yeah there were like all these really great characters that um were on it it was like but yeah that was a weird time in television where they were like it was like if if they spun off joey from friends like they did like yeah and and they had to show joey and then joey just got fired and they were like "Eh, we'll have it be about his apartment complex (laughs) 
and all the wacky neighbors. Oh boy, that's so strange. Yeah. He was in Vampire in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. I think he was like the the servant character to Eddie Murphy, who sense. was slowly uh like moldering like because he was he had become like an undead kind of and he was just kind of slowly falling apart over the course of the movie yeah. it's pretty funny he was great yeah. um anyway i had one more thing i wanted to bring up okay cool and then we can do our super special finals oh yeah yeah i'm excited um oh look at us yeah we're doing okay no. um yeah so as as we have been tracking through the course of these episodes i am reading through the jane austen bibliography yes of course uh we did north Andrew abbey mm-hmm I finished Sense and Sensibility. No one else in my group has. Okay, so you moved on. <laughs> yes. I did have to help Sergio with his homework because he was busy with another project, so I had to kind of summarize it for mm-hmm. him, but he mm-hmm. promised to finish it. Okay. Um, Don't tell his teachers. I won't. No. I'm sure they all listen. Yeah. Um, We're I big won't. with the professors. We are. Yeah. We're a very academic podcast. Wow. And I did also finish Pride and Prejudice today. Wow. Because I'm just super cool and mm-hmm. smart and everything's great. Yeah. Um. But anyway, so I work at a used bookstore, mm-hmm. and we get the craziest like Jane Austen material at work because mm. Jane Austen has such a not even cult following, but such a following. Yes, like there are so so passionate. many people who are so passionate about her mm-hmm. that there are all these books that are basically fan fiction oh. about her characters. Mm-hmm. Like obviously, you've got their Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. Mm-hmm. Uh, but just yesterday, someone, some Austinite must have sold us a bunch of crap because the other day I shelved a murder mystery involving Mr. Darcy and Lizzie Bennet. Mm. Like they have to solve murders. I shelved not one, but two unauthorized sequels to Pride and Prejudice. I shelved a book about Mr. Darcy being a werewolf. Mm. And I, there's also one about him being a vampire mm. and it just never ends. Yeah. There's a teen book called Jane Austen Was My Best Friend. Okay. And just people are writing all this crazy fan fiction. Um, I don't know if I want to read any of it, but I find that incredibly interesting. Yeah. Um, I just wish anyone had read a book other than Pride and Prejudice. Because that seems to be the only one that people care about. Yeah. And then the ones... That's the one that gets taught in school. Yeah, so that's so like that's the universal one mm-hmm. that everybody knows. Everybody knows what Mr. Darcy is. Yeah, not everybody knows, you know, even Emma or whatever. Yeah. Like, well, they do because they saw Clueless. Oh yeah, boom, boom, boom. I know, but but besides Emma, name a character from Emma. The stepbrother, Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd. Yeah, Paul Rudd, and uh, Dan Hadaya. Yeah, no, <laughs> but so that's the Elton. Elton John? No, one of her all her friends are named after famous singers. So oh yeah, Dion and Dion, Elton. See, I for the longest time thought she was named after Celine Dion. Mm, I did no, not know she was named Dion after Dion Warwick because I didn't know she existed. For well, a long time. and the thing is, is like almost right after Clueless was made, Celine Dion became a much bigger thing. Yeah. Than... See, but anyway, so um, as if I know, but even there, oh, there. <laughs> There are works that are supposed to be like based on the mm-hmm. general Jane Austen yeah. situation, like Austenland or Becoming Jane mm-hmm. or um, the Jane Austen Book Club. Mm-hmm. But mostly, they just pull from Pride and Prejudice, and I was so frustrated by that. Yeah, I'm like, have you ever, have you seen the movie Sense and Sensibility? Yes, and I love it. Okay, one of my favorite acting moments ever is in that movie. Is it Alan Rickman? It is Alan Rickman. Uh huh. I'm gonna I'm gonna rewatch it soon. I watched okay. it in class. 
Um, but we just finished the book, and I, I, I'm going to do a whole Jane Austen mm-hmm. film marathon. Yeah, that's good we'll talk about it. Okay. But um, I want so much, like, if we're doing this fan fiction thing, I want fan fiction about Alan Rickman's character. Yeah. In Sense of Sensibility. Mm-hmm. And I want him to end up with Emma Thompson's character mm-hmm. because I don't like how everything turned out with them. Mm-hmm. And they're so much better for each other. Yeah. Anyway. I can't remember how that movie ends at all. No, I know. It, it's fine. Um, I don't want to spoil mm-hmm. a centuries old novel if you haven't read it. Yeah. But I'm just sick of people cherry picking the most obvious things. Cause it's like, mm-hmm. if you're making a piece of work that is for really deep fans of mm-hmm. something, dig deeper. Like, exactly. But Why do we need as many versions of Romeo and Juliet as we have and Hamlet as we have? Yeah. Like, and there's nothing from several of his other stuff. Yeah. Like if you're making stuff from, like four Shakespeare nerds, mm-hmm. like n- no one else is going to care anyway. So why not do a comedy of errors mm-hmm. or whatever? The Shakespeare nerds who you are selling to are going to like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's whatever. Anyway, that's just, that was my little rant. Let's do our thing. Yeah. Um, new segment. Here comes yeah, our theme song. Introducing a new segment. <laughs> Welcome to the segment. Segment. Here comes a segment. It's called. Trust Falls. Trust Falls. Uh, Why is it called Trust Falls, Brennan? Well, first of all, I wanted to tie it into our theme of cast party. Oh, yeah. Because like the drama type. It's a, it's a drama nerd thing. Yeah. To do Trust Falls. Yes, it is. Yep. Um, oh, I do have a story about Trust Falls, oh, but please. this might not be the, it's, it, this is the time. Do it now. I, I am friends with a uh, an engaged couple, and I'm going to their wedding in March, and I'm so excited. Awesome. Um, and they're older than me, so it's not the like frightened, like when people my age get married, I'm like, oh. Yeah. But they're like. They're enough older than you that it. Yeah. yeah. And they're like established. And so I'm like, it's great. I love them so much. But <laughs> I feel like you just subtweeted some people. No, not necessarily. But w- I am at the age where people are starting to get married and it's more justified mm-hmm. by like the way society views people. But I still feel like we're 18. It's like, no. What's um, weird is I got, let's see, I got married. How What age are you? I'm 23. Okay. So I got married at, I want to say 27. Oh, okay. And we were first of everyone. Oh, that we knew. okay. So our wedding went first, pretty much. We didn't go to anybody's wedding. And then right at, we were married within the first year or two of us being married. There were a lot of weddings. Okay. And then right around the time that my son was born, there were another, another patch of weddings. But, um, you know, we're, I, I still feel it was like a lot I'm, of people that were in their m- later part of their mid twenties, like. 26 27 28 not uh-huh. the early, like if any of my friends had gotten married at 23 i would have been like guys yeah yeah yeah. but no. a lot of it was we were all in grad school and things like that or floating around the country doing weird things uh-huh no and i i feel that and so i'm still like on the younger spectrum but like i i've mm-hmm. been to weddings mm-hmm. and whatever okay so and back, back to the no but, but, but um i got a soft track no that is it's that's how it's gonna work that's how it always <laughs> works um but yeah like not a lot of my closest circle have gotten mm-hmm. married. Some of them have, but mm-hmm. like the, a lot of people I see on Facebook that are like my more conservative acquaintances that are just like, gotta do it. Mm-hmm. Um, or not even conservative, but more traditional mm-hmm. in their lifestyle, I guess. Yep. Um, but anyway, so my, my engaged couple of friends, mm-hmm. um, the, the woman, she will spontaneously do trust falls. Um, upon her fiance. <laughs> yes. And that is a great bit. 
Yes, it's great. But um, they were talking about this at Horror Trivia, which is where I know them mm-hmm. from. And he was getting all mad at her. He's like, you don't warn me. She just goes, trust fall, and just yeah. like launches into him. Yeah. But the other day, she was like, well, you didn't catch me yesterday. And he was like, you did not say trust fall. And she just fell forward onto the bed. And oh. she's like, you didn't catch me. <laughs> and I just thought that I found that incredibly yes. amusing. <laughs> I know that that was a thing on the internet. And some of my kids do it every once in a while. Where they just go trust fall and follow into each other. Oh, which yeah, is that is really funny. Not how trust falls work. No, not at all. Way, people. Trust no. fall is not. I'm sp- I'm spontaneously throwing myself at you and you. it's your responsibility. It's Okay. I trust you. This is safe. I'm going to fall and you're going to catch me. And I, and then I feel more connected to you when we're done. Yeah. And it is kind of a weird magical thing. Like it, it's kind of hokey, but it does bring a group together or bring a partnership together. It's, uh-huh. it's a smart thing to do. Anyway. So w- it is called this. Yes. Because we are going to recommend something to the other co-host mm-hmm. that they're going to have to watch or listen to or whatever mm-hmm. in the two weeks between now and our next episode. Yep. And the trust thing is that we're going to have to trust that we're going to like whatever they have to recommend. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so I guess we'll do that. Yeah, let's do we're it. We're trying it out. Beta trust testing. Falls, trust falls. Here's a new segment called Trust Falls. Just like seasonal fall, you can trust that it's going to happen. <laughs> trust falls. Right <laughs> <laughs> uh, Okay. You want me to go first? Sure. Okay, here's the problem. I'm worried I'm going to suggest something and you're like, yeah, I've seen it. But I don't think you've seen this show. Okay. It's called Legion. Is that the show with Dan Stevens in it? Mm-hmm. I have not seen it, but I like Dan Stevens. Okay. Okay. More importantly, it's got Aubrey Plaza in Yes. It. Watch it. I will watch the first episode. Okay. Yeah. I've, no, I've, watch an episode. Yes, I will do that. But it's, it's worth your time. The whole season is great. Okay. But it's really, really good. And- hopefully you'll get hooked yeah but it's really good but watch an episode yeah no i i just i think we should put a cap on like oh yeah no. two hours mm-hmm. on the most amount that we yeah, can like, like a movie or try out an episode of yeah. the show or yeah because it's like watch this whole season yeah, can you watch the whole library of anyway yeah any, no i'll totally check it i always kind of meant to but i just never it's really did. good and it's got some elements of stuff that you like yes Okay, I'm into that. And it, it is a Marvel show, is yes, it not? Yes, yeah. it is. Okay. But it does not feel that way. No, okay, cool. Yeah. I'm into that. And my thing, I, I started... season two is coming out soon, which is why I thought of it. Okay, great. Yeah. I will do that. I don't even know if I'm excited for season two because it's so intense. It's one of those shows where I'm like, here I go. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Got to jump right into yeah. the cold water. Yeah. Um, and my thing, I'm going to send you this so you don't have to like remember it. Okay. But I started off real small. I am going to suggest to you four music videos. Oh. Yeah. Cool. Um, Because we talked about music yeah. last episode. And there was a lot of stuff that I wanted to talk about. But I was like, Dave doesn't know this. We're not going to have a conversation about yeah, it. Yeah. It'll be like, wow, that sounds great. Yeah. So and then you describe music to me. Yeah, exactly. Everybody wants to hear people describe music. Yeah, it's not great. There's so, a flute. <laughs> <laughs> it comes in. And then the drums stop. <laughs> um, oh. but yeah. So I, this was kind of like a mission statement of like kind of my current taste where it has landed. Okay. Cause it's basically queer or queer adjacent artists from the last 10 years who are inspired by the eighties. Mm. And it was kind of an accident that it came together in that way. Yeah. And because they are queer or queer adjacent artists, the music videos are very cheap. Okay. But they're very, uh, interesting or they find a way creative? to creative yeah inventive 
yeah inventive or even like they managed to spin something very small into something visually mm-hmm. remarkable mm-hmm. Ooh, i'm gonna have to add a song okay it, this one doesn't fit as well into everything else it's all right um apologize that's okay what day is today is it wednesday yes mm-hmm. yes it is you know what? i want to double check the name of the song really quick i totally should have prepared more my coffee oh, no. just wore off uh-oh i can i can hear it i can hear it in your voice mm-hmm. and in your soul um hurry up okay that is the right one okay so the first one um it's uh it's a young young man he's actually got to start on youtube like most okay. music artists these days justin bieber are, Yes. Um, I want you to watch his entire discography. Despacito. No, it's the song Youth by Troy Sivan. Okay. He just performed on SNL, so he's like blowing up. Cool. Um, but this song's from a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. And like just you'll notice in these music videos the way that lights are utilized are very like colorful and romantic and interesting. Mm. And that's something that really appeals to me yeah. in the visuals yeah, when I think of you, I think of lots of lights. I know, but just... And then having to wear sunglasses I know. while you're looking at them. <laughs> I don't like lights in real life. I know. But like lighting and color is mm-hmm. something that's really important to me. Yeah. Um, and to that effect, also, you may have seen... This is the one you most likely might have seen. It's Call Your Girlfriend by Robin. Um, she's a Swedish like dance pop artist. With a Y? Robin with a Y? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, I feel like I may have even downloaded a song by her or... Maybe it's something you gave me on a CD or something. Anyway. Probably. But that song, it's literally just her dancing in a warehouse, and it's the most riveting music video. Oh, awesome. Um, and then there's a song called When You Were Mine by Night Terrors of 1927 featuring Tegan and Sarah. Okay. Um, that music video is just straight up incredible, and it's also like they're, Tegan and Sarah are twins who are lesbians, mm-hmm. and they're so cool mm-hmm. and that I, think video, I have some of their music probably but from i didn't buy it it's just ended up on my computer probably no i, I feel that um but yeah they they are also great and that video also has some great dancing mm-hmm. i think i like dancing mm-hmm. I um, think you do and then this the last showman <laughs> the greatest the great showman. showman whatever that <laughs> the is. final the last, showman the last show, that's the sequel yes no, but then it would end. And then there'd have to be a prequel. Mm-hmm. Like Mama Mia, here we go again. I'm so ready for that. Anyway, um, there Some Kinda Wonderful by Betty Who. Um, she's an Australian kind of like modern synth pop artist that hey, I really why, like. Why are none of these people American? Why do you hate America? <laughs> I'm very diverse. Also, <laughs> Tegan and Sarah are Canadian and Troy Savon is British, so <laughs> Honestly. <sighs> I think the last person on my list is American, but I probably I'm not, not entirely certain. Probably not. Um, you hate America. Just I just admit it. <laughs> sure. Um, uh, every night, I just rub dirt on an American flag before I go to bed. That's what I assumed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, Betty, who I just really love, and her stuff. I bet is, you really liked Fergie's version of the national anthem because you hate America so much. That was a solid burn. <laughs> <laughs> anyway um <laughs> i just really like betty who and that's okay. a charming music video and then one more that i thought of okay. from the like um making something really cheap into something really interesting mm-hmm. perspective and not so much the other ones um it's a song called hood by perfume genius who's like a real <laughs> i know it's so so indie i love band names <sighs> and it, it's just one dude too mm-hmm. um this 
music, vi- I mean, the Perfume Genius, I don't love his other music, but this song and this video I really love. And it's kind of melancholy, but also really beautiful. Mm-hmm. And um, he's very queer. Like, I found him actually from a Backlot article about, like, our top 50 queer musicians as ranked by our listeners or, or our readers or whatever. So I'm going to send you the, the, that list of music videos. That's awesome. But I want you to check those out. And that'll, that'll be, be like half an hour, like a sitcom episode length. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I just, when you were listing all those band names, when I was in high school, I was taking the SATs. And my friend, it was one of those random things where I went and I was like, I'm not going to know anyone there. Uh-huh. And then there was a guy that I was like, I don't know how to describe those people where when you say like acquaintance, it means like I didn't really know them and I didn't like them. But like every time we see each other, we're like, hey, how's it going? Like uh-huh. very friendly, but we never hung out specifically. But I, somebody I, I really like enjoyed yeah. his presence. And he actually is now like a session musician, but he was really into oh. music in high school. Yeah. He's the one that is like Brett Denon played at his wedding. What? Yeah. Okay. Like I was flipping through Facebook and it was like Brett Denon was tagged in a, and I was like, what's happening? Oh, this is your wedding? Okay, cool. I talked to him about it at our reunion and he was like, oh, it was so awesome. Anyway, so we're sitting there taking the SATs and he goes, we finished a section and he goes, um, okay, there was a word in the reading or like a, a phrase in the reading and I really want to use it as my band name. Can I go back and look for it? And <gasps> the guy that was like our... Proctor was like, yeah, he was clearly very cool. I want to say he was wearing Birkenstocks, but <laughs> he was definitely the young, cool teacher at that high school uh-huh. that we were at. And he was like, yeah, man, go for it. And and I I know that it was a, a reading about bats. I don't want to... I, I, it could have been echolocation, but I feel like it was less... Obvious. So, yeah, it was something about like... It was a phrase that included... I want to say sonar was in there. Or so, so, something that had like an element of like listening anyway it uh-huh. was, but so from that point on i'm like whenever i hear a band name i'm like i wonder which reading in the sats they were <laughs> <laughs> like to me that's how all band names come is they're like oh that would be a good sentence to use as our band name that makes a lot of sense. yeah especially night terrors of 1927 yeah i really like their album but oh, okay. um that one song's great um and i did look it up Perfume Genius is from Seattle. So go America. Yeah, but it's barely America. Look how far north it is. I'm looking at the map and it's really, it's almost Canada. <laughs> There's a big apple sitting on top of it too. <laughs> so Look, disappointed that's in you. He was born in Iowa? You hate that California help? is what you're saying. Iowa. That's, that's not, not even really American it can be. They Iowa corn. Nobody's been to Iowa. Okay. <laughs> That's not true. I had a friend from Iowa in college. Oh, really? We did the not. Fact, it's not true that nobody has been to Iowa? Yeah. <laughs> you mean you were kidding? Yeah. I'm just kidding about that. <laughs> People have been to Iowa. At least one. Don't or be mistaken. Four, because she had a brother and her parents. So there's okay. at least four people that have been to Iowa. So when they moved, Iowa just kind of closed down. I'm pretty sure it's just an empty hole. <laughs> it's just cobwebs. <laughs> yeah. that was That was funny to have like to be in LA at a theater school and to have a friend that was like from Iowa and trying to, Oh man. Oh, she was trying to like impress everyone. Just like, I mean, or just like really the stereotype of like getting to LA, like jump hops off the bus Uh from the middle of nowhere. And she was just, and she was trying, you know, we're 18 or whatever. So we're all trying to prove to everybody that we've got it. We got this covered. She really didn't have it covered. She's nice. 
nice person though. She's a doctor now. Oh, you know how you go to theater school and then you become a doctor. Of course, like yeah. uh, I guess that's the opposite of the uh, Ken Jong approach to mm-hmm. the industry. Yep. Um. Yeah. So I think that's gonna do it. I think so too. You can find us on Twitter. Yeah. At Cast Party Pod. Mm-hmm. Find us on Facebook at Cast Party. Mm-hmm. Our theme song is. Do you know it? Good day. Uh huh. By by Tally Hall. Uh huh. The the American band Tally Hall. They're from Ann Arbor, Michigan. That I don't know. It's getting close. <laughs> it's pretty high up there. <laughs> Michigan touches Canada. I think. <laughs> I'm not sure it does. I think it's just the lakes. Yeah, but part of those lakes are Canada. I think. I think that's how it works. It's like halfway <laughs> through the lake, it becomes Canada. Probably. <laughs> Many wars have been fought. <laughs> lake wars. <laughs> yeah. The lake. You don't know about the lake wars of the 1700s? Come on. The 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 Lake Wars of 1927. <laughs> That's our uh, band name. Okay, and the album is Marvin's Marvelous Mechanical Museum. Yes, nailed it. All right, thank it only you. took us. Is this episode like 14 or 15? It sounded like that. Yeah. See, it's our 15 anniversary. <laughs> Yay, we did it! Hooray! <laughs> Show's over. Okay, see you in two weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, by that time, I will have watched Legion, mm-hmm. and Dave will know a lot more about. Yeah, the current queer music scene than he did, and and our next episode may be an Office appreciation episode. It might be. We'll it see. might be. We have to see how many episodes of The Office we can watch between now and then to like refresh ourselves. I don't know. I like. Yeah, I was like, I've seen The Office all the way through twice, but it was mm-hmm. like the last time was a couple of years ago. Yeah. So I'm like, hmm, I yeah. don't know. We'll see. Anyway, mm-hmm. see you then. Okay. Don't poop your pants. Don't, man. You didn't seem like you were gonna say. Do you have to pee? I don't. Okay. So we can keep going for a few more minutes. I do need to poop my pants. <laughs> oh, hey and man. I've heard I'm not supposed to. Hey, man. Don't poop your pants. Nailed it. <laughs> Good. Show over. <laughs> okay. Hi. This is Dave and Jack. And we just saw what? Black Panther. All right. And it's also your... Uh, the day after my birthday. The day after your birthday, but this is your birthday weekend, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, because your birthday was on a Thursday, so tonight's also your birthday, because it's a Friday. <laughs> yeah. So was today the first day it was open? Yes, I think. I yeah. think so. Yeah, it yeah, might have yeah, opened yeah. last night at midnight or something. They might have done, I don't know, but no. this was this was pretty good, right? Yeah. Okay, what did you think of the movie? I liked it. You liked it? Okay, was it... What do you think? When it comes out on video, is it one that you're going to want to buy? Or was seeing it once kind of enough? Seeing it once. I seeing it once? It's not, like, worth it to buy. Not yet? No. No. I Yeah, I I mean, I liked it. It might be a little bit like Star Wars because uh, I didn't really like it the first time, but, it, yeah. but I liked it the second time we yeah. watched it. Maybe we'll rent it and then you'll remember that you like it. I don't know. Yeah. I don't see this one as... Being uh, is being one that we watch over and over. Um, but it was really good. It was really yeah. well done. Um, and really cool that it had like Oakland in it. Yeah. That was a cool little touch because I'm from the Bay Area and our favorite basketball team plays in Oakland. Yeah. And that's pretty cool. Um, did you have a favorite part? Um. Yes. When what? they're driving the car. Spoilers. When they're <laughs> driving the car. Um. I can't, uh, Black Panther's sister is like, what, what was that? Oh, and he's yeah. like, 
uh, I can't remember like the exact line. Yeah. It was something like uh, I no, I can't remember. It. Oh no. <laughs> but um. Wait, what was this, it? I, it was when they're driving the car when yeah. she uh, like the. She's driving the car. Yeah, and, and he's, he's on, on top, top of it. And she's yeah. like, "Whoa, what was that?" Uh huh. He's like, "Just keep driving." Oh, was it him? Yeah. On top of the car. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Oh, I actually liked the little bit at the end of that whole sequence when the car got, um, like exploded. Yeah, that one car got blown up, and uh, his, I guess, ex-girlfriend or girlfriend, whatever. It's complicated. Yeah. Uh, ended up sliding up, sitting in the, <laughs> in the chair, from the car with the steering wheel still in her hands. And that then was the a cute other person bit. was like, hey, and she was like, what? Yeah, Hello? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was cute. Um, all right. Uh, anything else you want to say about it? Um. Oh, the one part when he comes back from I don't know where. Mm-hmm. Like, and he sees his mom and his sister for the for like the first time in the movie. Yeah. And then he and then she's like, "I'm smarter than you," and he's like, "Are you done?" <laughs> yeah. They had a funny little relationship. Okay. Um. Do you have anything else? No. No? Go. Okay. You ready to go get some dinner? No, you oh. talk. I don't I don't have anything really to say. I, I really liked it. I thought it was fun. Um Uh oh, do you know okay, so the bad guy claw at the beginning? Yeah. Do you know who that actor is? No. Okay. Have you you've seen like Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit and stuff? And you remember the character Gollum? He's like that little creepy guy. Okay, that guy that played Claw is the guy that played him. And when we watched the movie King Kong, mm-hmm. that's the guy that played King Kong. He does motion capture stuff mostly. He doesn't. Most people don't know him from, from like what he looks like because he's usually uh, creature. He, yeah, he you know they do that thing where he's like in a weird bodysuit with ping pong balls all over him. <laughs> yeah, and then they, they make it. yeah. So, but he, I feel like. Uh, he was really good in this movie. He was really good. It was creepy because, the, um, like, when he you see his arm getting, like, cut off. Yeah. Or, like, it's cut off. I've, yeah. Maybe that's, like, robotic, but I, I could see this white, like, bone. I was like... Oh, I don't... What I, happened? I don't... I didn't see that. When they're at, like, the abandoned uh-huh. airplane thing, mm-hmm. he has, um, like, no arm. Yeah. It's, uh, you can see, like, the, the muscle and the bone. Mm, I don't think so. I think that may have been something else and you're imagining it, but maybe. I don't think they would have put that in. Um, Didn't he get his arm cut off in um, Age of Ultron? I think so. It was either Age of Ultron or Civil War, I can't remember. It was one of those with a bunch of people. I think it's Age of Ultron. Yeah, because he wasn't in Civil War. Yeah. Yeah. We haven't watched Age of Ultron very often, so I don't really remember it. Yeah, because okay. they're in that, like, ship, and yeah. then they, uh, Ultron and Iron Man, like, oh, have yeah, that yeah, battle. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. And then the Hulkbuster and Hulk fight. Yep. After that. Yep. Yep. Okay. So, good movie? You liked it? Yeah. All right. Hopefully, Bannon would, uh, do more things to add in this, because this was too short. <laughs> Worse than ours. It doesn't need to be long. This will this will probably just add this to the end of an episode or something. Oh. 
Yeah, it'll just be a little tag on. That's what I was going to do with our first one, but then it was so long it became a whole episode. So, we don't have much to say about this movie. Wait, <sighs> is that our Thor Ragnarok one? Yeah, the Thor Ragnarok one. Yeah, okay. Oops. Okay, we don't need to talk about another podcast on the podcast. So, are we done? Um, yeah. Okay, so, uh, you want to say goodbye? Yeah, bye. All right, bye, everybody. What do you need? What do you like? Oh, you want me to say, hey, man, don't poop your pants? Okay. I don't know why that that was a thing I made up on the spot, and I was my plan was for us to have a different tagline for every episode, but now we have one. Anyway, all right, bye, everybody. Don't poop your pants. Don't poop your pants. That's real. <laughs> this episode was brought to you by Pod People Productions. To find more episodes of this show and others, please visit podpeople.me. It's podcasts for the weird at heart. Okay. Hi, I'm Brennan. And I'm Sergio. And we're the co-hosts of Scream 101, which is your premier podcast for horror movie reviews. Tell e- me more. Every month, we watch four horror movies based around a certain theme, like vampires, aquatic horror, 70s proto-slashers, just different genres. Okay. I'm a huge horror nerd. He is. Sergio is not so much. Everything you tell me goes in one ear and out the other. But he's a very nice young man, and he's willing to come along this journey with me, and we can give you our two different perspectives and hopefully a couple laughs along the way. That's the dream or the plan. Come with us on this journey of joy. (laughs) On this never-ending tale. On this season of Scream 101. Find us on podpeople.me.